You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. The 2020 New York Jets. You have to see it to believe it. Off and running on this Friday, October 2nd. How is everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? You wake up in a good mood today? Ready for a big Friday? Ready for a big weekend, right? It's a weekend. At least we got that going. Hey, this is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Well, look, we're jam-packed for this Friday edition. And uh, since the Jets played last night, we're going to be focused primarily on them, right? Yankees don't play until Monday. We got a big week uh, four in the NFL, which opened up last night. But more so than anything that's going to happen this weekend, I think we need a little Jets therapy. So the number you know, one 800 919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. We'll have a daily poll question today. And uh, look, let's be honest. If you are rooting for the Jets at this point, it's not a question of if you need therapy. It's just a question of how much therapy you actually need. Because if you were watching that game last night, the Jets are amazing in that every single solitary time you think to yourself, well... It can't get any worse than this. Somehow, against all odds, it gets worse than that. So the Jets lost to the Broncos last night to uh, open up uh, week four. And uh, we're going to tackle all the issues from last night, moving forward. I mean, where to begin? Where to begin, where to end? We only have the hour, but uh, we should uh, really get right into it, right? 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Well, going into last night. What did we know? Well, we knew the Jets were terrible. We knew that. The only question was, would they be so bad that they would be worse than the team that they were playing last night? A team starting a third-string quarterback, a team with all these kind of injuries up and down, Von Miller not there, all these guys on IR. So going into the night, we knew based on the first three weeks that the Jets were the worst team. Right, Week one, get embarrassed by the Bills. Week two, the San Francisco 49, well, the San Francisco football team embarrasses you, right? They couldn't really call them the 49ers with all the injuries, so the San Francisco football team. Then week three, the Colts, your quarterback basically single-handedly loses you the game. So last night, facing a team, starting a third-string quarterback on a short week, they're playing on the road, you're playing at home, a quarterback making his first NFL start, and it's another loss. And look, it's not a double-digit loss. How much time have we spent on that, right? All the double-digit losses with, um, with Adam Gase as the head coach. But it certainly felt like a double-digit loss. And in some ways, last night, it, I know this is going to sound crazy to say, in some ways, last night was even worse than the first three weeks. So if you're waking up this morning, maybe you thought, okay, you put the game on last night, you watched what you watched, but by the time the morning came, after you hit your knees at night and you said your prayers and you went to sleep, you thought to yourself, well, at least I will wake up with the news that Adam Gase is no longer the head coach. But if you're just waking up, 502-503 on a Friday, our Jets insider Rich Semini reports that the Jets have no plans on making a coaching change. Adam Gase is still the Jets head coach at 503. So 
We'll see how this goes. That's the reports right now. But yesterday, I think like a lot of you, feeling the effects of that late Yankee game the night before, right? So usually after a game like that and staying up late the night before and the Yankees not playing again until Monday, I try to get to bed early the next night. But, of course, the Jets were playing last night. And, again, with the Jets, the 2020 Jets, you have to see it to believe it. Because my wife comes to me at night, you know, put the kids to bed, and I'm going downstairs. She says, oh, you're going to stay up late again tonight? I says, yeah, well, the Jets are playing. She's like, well, you know that they're terrible. Why, why do you need to sit and watch it? I said, no, sweetie, you don't understand. With the Jets, you need to see it to believe it. That should be the title of the 2020 highlight video for the Jets. The 2020 Jets, you got to see it to believe it. Words don't do it justice. I, myself, I don't think I have the vocabulary to simply paint a word picture accurate enough. You got to see it. You got to experience it. And last night it was the Broncos who are terrible, a terrible football team, right, as a result of the injuries and, and just a result of not being very good to begin with. Right? They've lost a ton of players, including Von Miller, their starting quarterback. They decided to go with uh, Brett Rippon last night. And the Jets couldn't beat them. But at least last night, you'd have to say they were in the game. Maybe not even as a result of their own actions, but they were in the game. So last night, to me, was actually worse than the first three weeks because last night, you actually had a chance to win. And your head coach, your defense, your quarterback, your defensive coordinator all had a major hand in throwing that game away. So week one, it was the Bills, right? The Bills did more to keep you in the game than the Jets did to keep you in the game. But you know what? The Bills are way better than the Jets. There's no question about that. Week two, as I said at the time, the field turf did more to slow down your opponent than the Jets did. But you know what? Even the B-level 49ers, even with all their backups, they're, even the, the starter only playing a half, they are better, way better than the Jets are. And then week three, your quarterback, as I said, almost single-handedly cost you that game. But at the end of the day, the Colts are way better, way better. Last night was Last Chance Cafe. At this point, I don't even know if you want to win any games. Last night was the last possible case. Have you ever had someone explain something to you, right? You come into a situation, they're like, let me explain this to you. And they start going through their whole whole spiel, and you can tell they got a lot of stuff to get through. And like halfway through it, you're like, I I, I get it, I get it, I get it. You can stop. I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. When it comes to Adam Gase and the case for him needing to go, Everyone can stop. We all get it. He has to go. He has to go. And it's only a question of when, not if. And I can paint you, unfortunately, some really scary scenarios. Unfortunately. And why I would say he has to go immediately. But we'll get to the coach in a little bit. We'll get to the quarterback in a little bit. I want to focus on this game first and want to hear from you, 1-800-919-ESPN. The game starts, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, I think... I went into last night saying, yeah, you got to win this game, right? I mean, you can't possibly lose to this team. And things got off to a pretty good start, right? Darnold running for the 46-yard touchdown. 
And I thought that that was an example of the the line from from Steve Young on the K Show a couple of weeks ago, where when they were talking about bad coaching impacting a quarterback, but that a quarterback should be able to, in individual plays, raise his level of play to show you that he can overcome the bad coaching. Unfortunately, that was the highlight of the night because it soon became clear that even against the team as bad as the Broncos, as banged up as the Broncos, the Jets are still significantly worse. That was the only offensive touchdown the Jets would score on the night. That, and, and that offense was not the most glaring part of the first half. It was actually the defense that was actually worse. In the first half, the Jets scored one touchdown, committed eight penalties, allowed a third-string quarterback to go 9 of 11 for 143 yards and a touchdown, despite the fact, right, first NFL start, short week. And, I mean, we're not going to spend much time on this, but the Jets may have also gotten their first-round pick hurt. If he wasn't already hurt, he was not starting in the game. He was only available in an emergency. He came in for, I think, two or three plays. Maybe it wasn't even that. And then he's on the sidelines grabbing his shoulder. And the scary thing about this is, I mean, it just keeps getting worse. That was by far their best first half of the season. There's no question about that. There's no debate about that. The second half was, it was I mean, it was a little bit better because just when you thought it was obvious the Jets were going to lose and all that that entails, something weird happened. Brett Rippon almost seemed like he wanted the Jets to win the game. Down 27-16, Rippon throws an interception that the Jets turn into a touchdown. Pierre Desir, who, I mean, was torched all night long, who had the weirdest game you'll ever see. It seemed like every single time that they they said on the broadcast, it seems like they're, they're picking on Pierre Desir. Yeah, it does seem that way. I think it's because every single play they're throwing at whoever he's covering. But yet, Desir had two interceptions on the night, including on the next possession. Oh, no, that, not that possession. They get the pick six. Then they give the ball back to the Broncos, and they get another pick. So all of a sudden, the Jets were, were in business. They, actually had, they were actually within striking distance. So the first three losses of the year, all terrible. Terrible because it showed you how far you are from being a good team. Last night, though, to me, was worse because it shows you how far you are even from being like regular bad, just media. And and the Broncos are going to be really bad. Who knows how many games the Broncos are going to win? It's not it's not a lot. But you get the pick. You have a chance to take the lead. And this to me, I mean this one, I can't even get over it. You're facing a fourth and one from the Bronco, I think it was like the 19 or the 20, right? Now, keep in mind what we're dealing with here. The Jets are 0-3. All week, the conversation has been, does the coach get fired if they lose this game? You're going no place. You're desperate for a win. When is the last time the Jets were in a game in the fourth quarter? It hasn't been this year. I know that much. When is the next time? You think that the Jets will find themselves in a game in the fourth quarter. And what does Adam Gase do? Fourth and half a yard from the 19. He decides to kick the field goal to take a one-point lead. 
in a game where you're, I mean, what are you going to do after that? You're going to give the team, the other team, the ball. The other team who has a quarterback, even though he's a third string guy, certainly outplayed your guy on the night. And you got to, and somehow your defense is now going to try and stop that guy. Your defense, which granted, they got a couple of interceptions, they didn't stop him in any other fashion. This is your chance to take charge of your destiny. I know by definition you can't take charge of your destiny, but you know what I'm saying. Take charge of your fate. I don't think you can take charge of fate. Well, whatever. And you go for the field goal. You go for the field goal. I, I mean, maybe the best evidence that that was the wrong call, and I, I tweeted it out at the time. I mean, is there any debate that you you go for You keep the ball. You have a chance to get a touchdown and really take a lead, really put some pressure on the other team, but you'd rather take a one-point lead than keep the ball, still have a chance at a touchdown, still take more time off the clock. And, I mean, you don't have to put your defense back on the field. Again, that had not stopped him all night. And, and you would know, also, if you kick the field goal, you're kicking the ball off to the other team, knowing they only need a field goal to regain the lead, and oh yeah, you know the other team has a really good kicker. He had already kicked a 54-yard field goal. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. So we got to get into the coach. We got to get into the the quarterback. We got to get into the defense. We got to get into the poll question. We have to take your calls. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So let's, I mean, let's get a taste. I mean, let, I mean we're not going to take many in this segment. We'll, we'll save the most of them for the next segment. But let's get a taste. Joe is in the car. Joe, what's going on, my man? Gordon, good morning. Gordon, good morning. Good morning. I am the biggie. I am, I'm gonna tell, you're going to get this, but Rothenberg will never get this. The guy that's never put a helmet on, I quarterback my whole life, uh, Pee Wee College Holding. So I'm a, I think I'm a quarterback whisperer. He's so bad. If you look at his career, his first pass was a mess. His two passes yet last week. They, if you watched him throw those passes last week, those pick sixes, they had him right from the get before he took his drop. They had him. Last night was the same thing. They're reading him into his drop. He's not even – forget about him. We were in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Trevor Lawrence wakes up every day and tries to figure out where he's going to live, whether it's going to be New York or New York or New York or New York. And that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to as a fan. That's all well, I'm looking forward to. I look, Joe, you got a long way, and thanks for the call, Joe. You got a long way to go before that happens. I mean, you got another 12 games of these, and I, I, it's hard to envision right now. It's hard to envision a scenario that would take place. I mean, after watching that, and look, it was only nine points last night, but that was a double digit loss. I mean, that was, even though you, were, you had a chance to win that game, and that's another, you know, you, you, you've been terrible all night. Your defense couldn't get off the field and is committing penalty after penalty after penalty. And here you are against all odds. You're somehow in the game. It's almost like the football gods are, feel sympathy for you, and they're giving you a chance. And somehow you decide, you know what? Let's kick the field goal. Let's take a one-point lead. Oh, my God. It, it, uh, the way you know for a fact that it was a bad decision was the fact that Adam Gase thought it was a good decision. It's almost like you remember on Seinfeld where, where George just does the opposite. That's what you need. You need someone. I would keep Adam Gase on the sidelines. He would still be the head coach, but I would only use him as a uh, sounding board to do the opposite. Whatever he thinks we should do, do the opposite. Because it can't get much. I, I don't know how. Again, against all odds, they figure out a way to make it worse every single time. 
But uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. The Jets are so bad, you have to see it to believe it. That is the old, That is the phrase that describes the Jets. You know, there, there's sometimes every t- once in a while, people will come up with a phrase that transcends the situation. Whoever came up with, it is what it is, or whoever came up with the phrase, he's just not at, that into you, it really does explain the situation far better than, than anything else could. The Jets, they are so bad. You have to see it to believe it. That is not the bell tolling for uh, Adam Gase. In case you're just waking up, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Jets lose the Broncos last night. And uh, the reports are, are Rich Samini. Various reports this morning that uh, Adam Gase is not uh, going anywhere just yet, Jet fans. He is going to remain the head coach. No plans on firing him last night. No plans on firing him today. So our poll question, which is up for today, uh, is it up for today? No, it's not up for the day yet, but it will be uh, going up for the day uh, shortly on Twitter uh, that they don't plan to fire him. But if you it, look, I don't need to convince you that that's the move to make. I think everybody's in agreement on that one. And unfortunately, the Magic 8-Ball has not received any calls as of yet. Now, we, we got everybody together, uh, was it a week ago, two weeks ago? in trusting the judgment of the Magic 8-Ball. So if you have questions for the Magic 8-Ball, it's sitting right here. It's, it's waiting for you. So, but the Jets have not called to, to investigate whether or not the Magic 8-Ball would be interested uh, on being on the sidelines. They should. It would be an improvement. Again, if you have the worst, if the situation you're in is the worst, anything outside of that has to be better. Has to be better. So our poll question, which is uh, going up on Twitter, is uh, if you if you were going to fire Adam Gase, who do you want it to to go to? Right? Like I've heard a lot of uh, over the last uh, I guess forty eight hours. Well, you know what? If you fire Adam Gase, there's not really anybody to uh, to hand the reins over to. Or how does that help Sam? Right? After all, that's what this is all about. It's all about helping Sam. It's all about that singular focus. Really needs to stop. You really need to stop with that, thinking that that's the only... The team is on fire. Every single aspect of the team is a disaster. It's not just about helping Sam. or It's the injuries, it's this thing, it's that thing. So the poll question, uh, I gave you the four options. A is Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator. The second choice is the offensive coordinator, Dow Loggins. The third option is Brant Boyer, who is the special teams coach. And the fourth option, just for uh, poops and giggles, is Frank Gore. Frank Gore will be the fourth choice because it, it seems like, I, I, I tweeted out and I was only kind of half kidding, maybe if you told Adam Gase that you would uh, be giving the coaching reins to Frank Gore, he might say, you know what, I'll resign. Man, you in your life, find someone who loves you like Adam Gase loves Frank Gore because, man, oh, man, that one series where th- they, the Jets had three possessions in the red zone and got no touchdowns out of them. And one of them, it was a run to Frank Gore. It was another run to Frank Gore. And then they, they ran a, a wheel route, it looked like, to, to Frank Gore. It's unbelievable. And Troy Aikman, who I generally like calling games, talking on the game. You know, I don't want to make excuses for Adam Gase. And then making excuses for Adam Gase. What are you talking about? You know, sometimes when you play golf, they say that if you play with, uh, with strangers, 
if you know if you have a twosome and you get paired up with another twosome, if the other twosome is is good, you kind of raise your level of game to them. But if the other twosome is bad, you start to play poorly as well. I got to assume. I again, I usually like Troy Aikman and I like Joe Buck doing the games. I think that maybe the 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 sitting through a Jet game made him lower his uh, his game because that's the only thing I could come up with. That's the only thing I could come up with. All right, let's get some calls in one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And look, nothing that happens this year at this point matters until the the, the coaching situation is uh, taken care of. And just to kind of focus on the coach for a second, everyone in the NFL apparently beats the Jets, and last night the Jets even beat themselves. I mean, they committed eleven penalties. They had for one hundred and eighteen yards. They had six personal fouls on defense. And two things about the coach. Have the Jets scored a single touchdown this year on the on a play that was designed the way it was supposed to go? Like, it seems like every touchdown, it's not like we got a whole bunch of contenders, but it seems like every touchdown they do score comes on a broken play. Last night, it, that play was not designed for Sam Darnold to run 45 yards or whatever it was. The first week, Crowder catching that pass and then kind of breaking a tackle or two and then, you know, running 60 yards for a touchdown on the Niners. The touchdown was a broken play. The Colts, the same thing, dodging guys. So I, I would simply say if it were just simple, you know, the coach always talks about they're not executing the plays the way that they're drawn up. Well, the only success you have this year is from players not executing the plays the way they're drawn up, but just kind of improvising on their own. So Gase has now gone 7-12 and over his last um, 19 games of the Jets with a point differential of minus 140. I mean, it's amazing. It, it, just when you think it can't get any worse, it does every time. And I would, of course, I mean, I don't have to convince you. I, this is preaching to the choir. I would move on from the head coach immediately because two things. A, at some point, performance has to factor in. And the team has been an embarrassment one week after another. There's no... Usually, if you have a team and they're going through what the Jets are going through, at some point, they, they, they rally together and they put together a good performance. It's been a month. It's been a month. And they have not put together a good performance yet. Last night was better because they were in the game, but that was only because of the level of competition they were playing. And I would say at this point, the, these four games, as bad as things are around here, as bad as it is, right? Mets missing the playoffs in a year. Everybody makes the playoffs. All the punchlines about the Knicks or this team or that team. I think the Jets situation is the worst. They've not even been, they've not won a game. They've not even been really competitive in a game. And last night they find themselves in a game, even though they really weren't all that competitive, and a fourth and a foot, and they decide to kick the field goal. I mean, at some point, performance has to, at some point you have to say to yourself, you know what, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And for some reason, I guess the Jets and, and ownership is not at that point. How can you make it worse? How can you, seriously, how can it be worse than this? Anything's better than this. The Magic 8 Ball is better than this. All right, let's get more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. John is in Valley Stream. John, what's going on? Hey, uh, Gordon, how you doing? Good morning, buddy. How are you? Um, just, just real quick, I just want to give you a opinion. Um, yeah, I'm not a Jet fan. I'm a, I'm a diehard Giant fan, which is really not that much better, but uh, it's very apparent to me that there is, I mean, double-digit holes in this in this offense and defense that need to be filled. And so, like, uh, let's say going going forward, they get the number one pick. 
I mean, do you think it's it's a quarterback that you got to take, or would you trade down? And like, what do you think the number one pick is worth on giving it up to grab four or five, uh, you know, players to fill these holes that is completely depleted? Because in my personal opinion, I wouldn't take. I, I would just stick with Sam and just kind of build around him. And I'm not a Sam Colt guy. I feel he has a lot of faults, but I feel to bring Trevor Lawrence in there to think, oh, everybody's going to fix. I think we're going to have the same conversation for the next three or four years if that happens. I just want to give you a take on what you think, what your opinion is. Well, look, John, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a big believer in that. You know, I think a lot of people uh, the the saving grace. Everybody's looking at the Jet fans are looking for the silver lining of this year. And John, thanks for the call. Um, And I think that silver lining for them is well, you know what, we're going to get the first pick. And we're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and that's going to fix everything. I think what's, what it's shown you, and unfortunately this has been the mindset from, the mo- from even the moment before you drafted Sam Darnold. It was all about Sam Darnold. It was all about the quarterback. The reason you have Adam Gase was because you didn't look for the best head coach. The Jets were looking for a head coach that they thought would improve the quarterback and help the quarterback blossom. I think wherever they go, whenever they do decide to go, and they have to go, get a new head coach – it's about finding a coach, a finding a leader of men, more so than the X's and O's, more than the, the hot assistant or whoever it is. They have to find someone who is actually a leader of men because despite what's going to happen, it doesn't seem like the Jets are going to fire the coach. The reports were going into that game. You lose this game, the coach is out. You would think that if the players had any you know strong feelings for the coach, they were going to rally to his side – Last night was the night that it was going to happen, and uh, that clearly did not happen. So in terms of the quarterback, I would still take the the quarterback. Now, it depends on what you're going to be looking at uh, in terms of of draft picks. I don't know. You know, if there's some team in the middle of the first round who wants to move up and and draft Trevor Lawrence, I would certainly be willing to listen. But I would probably take Trevor Lawrence and move on from Sam. I don't think that Sam is the answer here, and uh, the amount of – the amount of improvements that you're going to have to make surrounding him to to get him even to a I mean a mediocre level at this point. I mean his his season has been a disaster. Now I, I get that it's going to be very 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 difficult to know for sure one way or the other in terms of the positive at least that this is the guy. But uh, I would probably take the quarterback. But you have to be willing to listen. But you have to be willing to know going in. The quarterback, whoever the quarterback is, Jesus could come down from heaven and declare himself uh, eligible for the NFL draft. Even he would not be in, he would not be enough to turn the Jets around. So this is a long term process. I'd be willing to listen if it was a situation where I'd say, you know what, I can set myself up with three first round picks moving forward. I, I guess I'd be willing to listen. I think what is clear is is that the quarterback that you have right now is not preventing me in any way from taking another quarterback. You don't have the quarterback as of yet. Because if you're, if you're saying that, think, well, you know, he doesn't have receivers and he doesn't have a line. He doesn't have this. And he doesn't have that. Well, how long is that going to take? You know, the point, the reason why the quarterback position is so important is because that guy is supposed to elevate the other people with the jets. It's just the reverse of that. You want all the other people to elevate the quarterback. Well, then you have a quarterback problem. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. We'll get into the quarterback coming up because uh, he is not going to be clearly the first person that uh, most people are going to blame for last night because the coach is still here. And maybe that's the one positive about the coach still being here. 
everybody is going to train their focus on him until he's gone. And if you were to ever fire him and move on with whoever, even the Magic 8-Ball, the Magic 8-Ball is not going to be the one that most people focus on. Once the current coach is gone, they're going to really start focusing on the quarterback. coming. Swinging a shot to right field. That's deep. That's back. And that is gone again. Tatis Jr. strikes for his second consecutive at-bats. This is a two-run homer. In his last two at-bats, he's driven in five runs. And San Diego leads it 9-6. to six. Yeah, your moment of inspiration for this Friday. We needed something. I have to play some piece of audio there. So, yeah, San Diego Padres, welcome to the moment of inspiration. I think that's the first time that we've ever used the Padres. Probably is. They beat the Cardinals last night in uh, game two of that series. 11-9 the final, so that series is now tied at a game apiece. So uh, as we move closer to uh, the divisional series round, we have that this weekend. uh, But, of course, a lot of our focus today has been on the New York Jets, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So we focused on the game in the first segment. We focused on the coach in the second segment. So I guess we have to move on to the third part of it, which is the the quarterback. And just, oh, you know what I want to do before that? The uh, poll question. The poll question today is about uh, who you would hand the reins over to the team. If you're going to fire Adam Gase, who who do you want to take over, at least for the remainder of the season? To the 31% of you, 31.8% of you who are saying Greg Williams, what the hell are you talking about? His defense was abominable last night. It's been abominable all season long. What are you talking? That guy's going to get a promotion? Talk about failing upwards. Oh, my God. No, that is not the answer. Now, I don't know if Frank Gore is the answer. I was just kind of doing that facetiously because it seems like everything that uh, Adam Gase decides to do has a a heavy dosage of 37-year-old Frank Gore, who if you stayed to the end of the game last night, you, uh, you probably need your head examined. But it was a shot of Frank Gore sitting on the bench kind of like puzzled. Even Frank Gore is puzzled that Frank Gore is this involved in the offense. So uh, the poll question is up. But no, Greg Williams, the reason I put him first was because anybody who's voting Greg Williams is wrong. You should be banned from any future poll questions. But in terms of the quarterback, let me preface this by saying no one anywhere is saying that the quarterback is the biggest problem. No one anywhere is saying by any means, that the quarterback is the only problem. But if you watched that game last night and you thought to yourself, well, you know what, he's blamed. It's not about him. It's about this thing or that thing. Well, then you're part of the cult, man. You are part of the cult. That was another abysmal performance by the quarterback. Now, he might not have a whole lot of help. He might have a coach who is clearly lost and you would be better off moving on from. That's true. But there's no way. Look at the throws, man. Look at the decisions made. Look at the sacks that he took on the night. He took one sack where he sacked himself. And at that point, he led the Jets into sacks on the night. So no one is saying that Sam is the biggest problem or that he's the only problem. No one. Not me. Not anyone. But to think that he is not a problem, I think that you're just delusional. This, if I had a time machine, and I could take you back to before the season began, and I showed you the footage 
of these plays, there's no one anywhere who would say, ah, you know what? I would sign for that. It's bad, people. It's bad. He is he is part of the overall problem. He has been bad. It's just that simple. Uh, all right. Phone calls, 1-800-919-ESPN. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jerry is in Brooklyn. Jerry. Gordon, God, let me tell you, I agree with you. Uh, the Jets are a dumpster fire on the deck of the Titanic. Uh, it is, Gordon, it is beach weather. People are still swimming, working yeah. on their backstroke, and their season is over. And I'll tell you this, as a Jet fan, longtime season ticket holder, don't even waste your time about the Jets getting the number one pick. Here's what's going to happen. You know, some Jet fans uh, see the glass as half full. Others see it as half empty. I see it as half empty, cracked, and leaking. They will not get the number one pick. Why? They'll probably probably be 0-14 and then win their last two games to knock them out of the spot. So I've been so accustomed to that negativity over these years that um, I just don't expect anything good. And as far as bringing somebody in, they may as well bring in Mick Jagger. It doesn't matter with them. Uh, they're not going to bring in a football people. Johnson and Johnson have no idea what they're doing. They should not be in sports. They're overmatched. They're, and I just can't believe the business that they have, that they can't find the right people to run this organization. Thank you, Gordon. All right, Jerry. Well, look, I mean, it's been 20 years now that the Johnsons have run the show. And look, I'm not a business person. Uh, I would be a, I'd do a terrible job of running their business. It's hard to believe that you could voluntarily purchase a business for the price that they bought the Jets for. And in 20 years of running it, it would seem like you're not any better running it now than you were then, right? Like, at least the first few years, you could understand there's a learning curve. It's a huge process to kind of, you're not football people. You've not been doing this as long as the Maras or, you know, a lot of these old, long-time owners. 20 years in, it seems like it's getting, it doesn't seem like, it's, it's certainly not getting better. Let's put it that way. I mean, there's a lot of candidates for the lowest point in Jets history, but it seems like it's getting worse. And, you know, it's funny, going into the season, uh, Joe Douglas was talking about the expectations, the expectations of the season and how people had too low expectations. Whatever those low expectations were, they were too high. No one would have thought that the Jets would be this bad, this bad, where they've done, I mean, they've done nothing good. It's crazy. Let's go out to uh, Joe in Brooklyn. Joe. I w- hey, I was so scared. Oh, my God. I was so scared that they were going to win that game. It was so close, Gordon. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, oh no, 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 please don't. So you're a Jet fan. Me. You don't want to win any games. You want to. You want to be the worst. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm a longtime Jets fan. I want them to go 0 and 16. Let's keep you. Know, but Adam Gates pulled through for me. He pulled through, and yeah. he used Frank Gore. And the, uh, 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 like nobody's business. I, uh, that's uh, that's what I'm happy about. Because if we could go 0 and 16 behind Adam Gates and then put all this behind us, we're gonna have all these draft picks. We're gonna have a cap that is gonna be looking amazing, and then we could do a real restart. And hopefully, Johnson and Johnson doesn't ruin it by by getting somebody from Florida. That's wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, 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 I guess you'd have to. 
Uh, look, I think you have to. What What do you think is the better? Like, what's a more guaranteed failure? Is it? Is it? Because look, Adam Gase is still going to try to win games. Like, this is no different. That's what's scary. And Joe, thanks for the call. That's what's scary about this. Like, as bad as this is, it's not any different than last year. It's not any different than the last year. Last year, it's it's almost the exact same thing. Week one, you you lose to the Bills. Then the quarterback goes down. And you, you, you keep losing until he comes back. This year, the quarterback has been there, but it's everybody else has been out. So now you're 0-4, and you're still looking for your first win. And then next week, you're going to have an extra long period of time to get, to get ready. And, and then you'll, you'll have some guys coming back. Crowder was back last night. It looks like Le'Veon Bell will be back. Now, I, I, I just can't see any games that the Jets are going to win. If you couldn't get a win last night when it was almost being handed to you on a silver platter... What game are you ever going to win? Now, I don't know when they play Miami. I think they play Miami like week eight, week nine. They're also terrible. And it always seems like you kind of, that's one of those games you can throw out the records that one of those teams always, you know, they always split against each other. That's not usually a sweep. So maybe then, but it's kind of hard to envision a scenario where the Jets do win a game. So I think that that's, at this point, that's what you want. I mean, there's nothing to be gained, I don't think, from winning any of these games. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's uh, go to um, Lewis's in Whippany. Lewis, what's going on? How you doing, Gordon? I'm great. I mean, I, I sat back last night as a Dolphin fan, a fan of a team that's just awful and miserable and a uh, loser yeah. organization run by a buffoon, and uh, mm-hmm. I had a good laugh. i got to be honest with you. I had a good laugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you did because um... – I actually have a question for the my uh, Magic Eight Ball, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, Magic Eight Ball is here. It's standing by. It's waiting. Go ahead. So, um, will the Broncos organization ever be rid of John Elway? Uh, will the Broncos Magic Eight Ball? Will the Broncos ever be rid of John Elway? Let's see here. Oh, 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 I have an answer. Most likely. Most likely. All right. So there you go. Most likely. The Lord. Listen, I watched that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm telling myself, God, you know, I can already see it. People that actually don't know what they're talking about are gonna say, you know, the quarterback's looking good. How, no one, no one thinks that. No, no one, no one, no one thinks that. Yo, I can't Peter believe Rosenberg if you think that. that the quarterback Peter looked Rosenberg good. Thinks that. He Who? Thinks that. I don't know. Peter Rosenberg. You thinks that Sam Peter Darnold Rosenberg. looks good. No, not something. I don't care about the Jets. I'm talking about Ripken. Oh, my God. Oh, oh Ripken. Oh, okay. All right. So, I thought you were talking so about the Sam Darnold. found their quarterback, huh? Dude, you're so used to seeing garbage quarterback play that you don't even know what a good quarterback looks like anymore. Dude, the whole team is so bad. And all I can pray for is that the Jets do split with the Dolphins. And even if they do, since we beat them, we'll still be in second place and the second pick. And then all I can pray for now is – that the second the, the first color you have is correct and the the Jets just win the last two games. I don't know how they're gonna do that, but if they do and oh, and and you know what, Johnny always still say, you know what? I think we have our quarterback. He's gonna trade the first overall pick for no, now here now Lois here's a scenario here here's a scenario and and thank right. you for the call one hundred nine one nine ESPN one hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I mean it's possible that the Jets get the first pick. And they say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna still stick with Sam. I mean, it's pot. You know, the Johnsons being involved, and who? I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen there. So it's possible the Jets get the first pick and ownership when they go out and they interview head coaches and they sit down with Joe Douglas. 
they could I, they could absolutely say to him, you know what? We really like Sam. We think he's a good good dude. He's not been helped much here. He hasn't had the the things that other franchise quarterbacks get. So we definitely do not want to switch from the quarterback. That would not shock me at all. And then you're talking about you know trading down or. I would think trade down, stockpile some picks, and, and move from there. So that's the that's the problem with ownership. It's not just about picking the wrong guys. They do have an influence on the decisions that are made. So it would not shock me at all if the Johnsons, as part of the process of, of moving forward, when they do move forward from Adam Gase and they get into the offseason and they're looking at the draft, they could say, well, you know what, we're going to interview all these people, but we really only want – I mean, look at the last time. They could have had Matt Rule here instead of Adam Gase, but at the time – they didn't want ownership, and Mike McCagnan didn't want to allow him to uh, pick his own assistant coaches. So that's one of the reasons why Matt Rule was not the Jets' head coach. In case you're just joining us on this Friday, in case you're just waking up, well, there's lots of news today, which uh, you can uh, focus on uh, throughout the day. But uh, the focus of, the, of our show today has been about the Jets. Why we do this to ourselves, not really sure. But you, uh, I think the takeaway from last night, every once in a while, someone comes up with a phrase that just singularly strikes to the heart of the issue. Whoever came up with, it is what it is. That was one of them. It is what it is. Think about how many times you've used that phrase. It is what it is. Or whoever it was that came up with the phrase, he's just not that into you. When women are confused, what's going on in this situation? He's just not that into you. Perfect, perfect word salad to describe the situation. And the Jets, how bad are the Jets? The 2020 Jets. You have to see it to believe it. Words don't do it justice. And the last night they lose to the Broncos to open up week four. And as bad as the first three weeks were, and they were all bad, they were all disgustingly bad performances. To me, last night was actually worse. Last night was worse. Not that you weren't competitive. You were competitive. But last night showed you can't even beat a bad team playing their third-string quarterback at home. You can't do that. And you beat yourself. And now you realize just how bad they are in that you have to just get better to be mediocre bad. Like, you just need to get better to be regular old bad. It's crazy. All right, let's run through calls. Don't ask me how I'm doing. We all, I'm doing good. You're doing good. We're all doing good. So let's just get right to the point. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Jason is in Brooklyn. Jason, go. Hey, what's going on, Gordon? Um, I'm looking at it from the outside, and I'm a San Francisco fan. And this reminds me of when we got Alex Smith. Now, everybody thought Alex Smith was a bust, and he did get injured a lot. But his best years was when they had hardball. What I'm saying that is we all know Adam Gates is gone. I like Sam Donalds, and I think if you go get uh, hardball from Ann Arbor um, in Michigan, I think he will flourish because – he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he has the skill set, I believe, to, to flourish a little bit. Um, and if you do go for the number one pick, what do you think about packaging Lawrence with the Coach Sweeney? Because you need a system. We all know Adam Gates is gone, but we, you need a system for the Jets. So either go to Ann Arbor and go get Harbaugh and see if we could develop um, San Donalds, or if you do get the number one pick, Go get Sweeney and um, see if you can patch him up with Jason. Look, I appreciate the call. I don't think that the Jets' job, even with the first overall pick, even with Trevor Lawrence, I don't think it's an appealing job at all. I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody. I don't think. uh, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is leaving Ann Arbor for the Jets' job. I don't care how much you pay him. 
Hey, by the way, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is out now. Brawl without limits. Take your favorite WWE superstars and legends into battle with unhinged, in-your-face pandemonium. Make WWE 2K Battlegrounds your own. Create, customize, and edit your own creative characters in Battlegrounds. To enter for your chance to win a copy of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, text WWE to 44202 right now. Again, text WWE to 44202. After all, with this jet season, you're going to need something to do. Use it to use uh, WWE Battlegrounds. WWE 2K Battlegrounds from 2K. Get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Stream Stadia, rated T for Team. All right, let's get some more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, let's go to Bernie in Jersey City. Bernie. Yeah, how you doing? Listen, I called you two weeks ago, and I was telling you that we'll never know what Sam Donald could be because his line is terrible. And you disagree with me. What did you think about that line last night? You know what, Bernie? There was plenty of times where he had time to throw and he missed wide-open receivers. The line is better than it was last year. By any barometer, the line is better than it was last year. And he's still terrible. And he's worse. He was running for his life all night. I don't know what you smoke or drink while you're watching the game, but you need to find a new field. All right. Thanks, Bernie, for the call. Uh, yeah, look, nobody, nobody said the Jets' offensive line is great. But is better? Is it better than it was last year? Yes. Is Sam Darnold better than he was last year? No. End of call. I mean, what do you want? You can you can come up with all the excuses you want. You can blame this thing or that thing. The quarterback has played terribly. There's no question. There's no debate. Eli is in Queens. Eli, go. Listen, uh, you said who who said that uh, Sam Darnold is the biggest problem? You know what I said? Because you know, to tell you the truth. The guy was terrible. You got a great point. The guy was missing receivers. How many times did he underthrow Hogan? The guy was running for his and, life. And, and throwing to guys who are completely covered. Like, guys yeah. are not open at all, and he's throwing it to them. Taking Listen, bad I'm sacks. A... Yeah. yeah uh, I Eli, we got we to run. We're almost out of time. No, I mean, look, there's, nobody is saying that Sam Darnold is the Jets' only problem or he's the biggest problem. Well, Eli is, but I'm not. Most people aren't. But to think that he's not part of the problem here, you're deluding yourselves. You're deluding yourselves. So, look, we're going to have plenty of time to discuss the Jets because now they've played. That's, the, that's generally the portion of the week where the Jets are not really all that compelling. The rest of the week, we love filling our time talking about them. And we'll do that tomorrow, 7 a.m. I'm on right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. So 7 a.m. tomorrow, we'll get more of your calls in. We'll talk about the Jets. But we'll talk about some other things as well because we need to talk about it. You know, we're not sadists. So we'll do that tomorrow at 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.